Drums, please. Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like a rhino charging at you at full speed. Frightening, but probably the coolest thing you'll ever see. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about educating others on your illness. Uh, typically, it is something that needs to happen for someone who's dealing with like a, a more subtle kind of mental health issue, cyclothymia or something like that, some form of ADHD or ADD that's not like super obvious. Um, and educating people on what it is that you're going through uh, in all matters of life, work, relationships, things like that to kind of help you to have, have them better empathize with you and understand because everyone thinks a little bit differently and to give yourself the room to make the adjustments in life that you need to make to move on and move forward um, when you're dealing with stuff and give yourself the room to breathe when something's difficult to go going on and you can give yourself, you know, sick days a little bit easier and stuff like that. So um, without further ado, let's break that down and talk about it on this here episode of Dopamine. Drums, Okay, today on the show, welcome to the madness. Today, I wanted to talk about educating others on your illness, on the difficulties and things that you're dealing with in life, uh, and the practical reasons behind that. So I don't know if things are chugging a little bit. My graphics card is doing a lot of work today. <laughs> I'm recording four videos, currently rendering one. There's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, so, you know, a part in the noise, it's, you know, stuff that's going on. Anyway, uh, so the, the reason that I talk about or I want to talk about educating people on your mental health or your illness is because it, it allows you to kind of get in front of things. There are a couple of practical reasons for this. Number one being that you can get ahead of anyone trying to bully you or belittle you or trying to put you down because of your illness. It, there, it's kind of a stoicism tactic of knowing all of your flaws so that no one can touch you. You know, if somebody comes to me and they start making a short joke, I'm like, I'm aware. What's wh Why are you pointing out something that I'm already familiar with? You know, something like that. <laughs> it kind of like diffuses the situation. So if somebody comes at you and, and starts calling you crazy, you know, there's obviously more, there's different ways to handle those things. But for the most part, like you kind of become like ineffectable because you're aware of all of the things that you're dealing with. And, um, you're able to find ways to just like realize that what they're saying is not true. And it's usually about them more than it is about you. They're uneducated about it, what you're dealing with. And you know, those types of people, you don't necessarily need to educate about your illness, but being able to educate them enough to say like, Hey, I'm aware of what's going on in my life. I have no room for anyone like you that is trying to use it in a negative light to try to make me feel terrible about myself. So you know, it gives you the power to set that boundary and say like, I don't need you in my life. I don't need this. You know, I already know what's going on. I'm dealing with enough. See you later. Peace out. <laughs> so, you know, that, that that's kind of one way to, to 
educate someone on what's going on, or at least educate them in the sense that you know what's going on already so that others can't make assumptions about what's going on with you. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the thought there. The other thing is being able to allow yourself to, to, to give you the room to, to create a, a cooperative environment around yourself because you know, we, we tend to focus on other people. We're taught as a younger person to respect other people and to share and to, you know, to look at everyone else and, and cooperate. And, and it's good. That's definitely good to cooperate and harmonize and fit within a world in some sense. But with that comes the sacrifice of our intentions or our things that we want. You know, we kind of go to one extreme and we forget to take care of ourselves. So the other part of that is to allow yourself to understand your illness enough to explain it to someone else so that you can go to a new job that you have or go to your boss and say, look, uh, you know, this is a very real thing that I have and make sure like someone from HR is present <laughs> so that they can't just fire you on the spot, you know, and tell, maybe tell HR first and then tell your boss or something like that, that, you know, or a client that you're working with that like, Hey, this is a very real reality that I face. And, you know, we're going to do everything to get things done, but there are going to be some difficult days. And I just need you to know ahead of time that when those days come, you know, we, we, we might need to make an adjustment to a due date, or we might need to adjust how we approach something, or I have a backup plan. I have someone who can help me to finish this. If I can't finish it because I'm dealing with a really deep depressive day or I can't focus or things like that. And the goal is I want to be able to produce quality for you. I want to make sure that things get done. So I will still kind of over. Oh, did you hear that chime? That was my thing. Finishing rendering. <laughs> uh, I don't. Okay. Anyway, um, then threw me off. Uh, I get thrown off by things. That's me telling you about my illness. I get, I have a mood disorder by the way. So, um, but I'm good. My mood's still fine. Um, so it's about educating to let them know that the, the adjustments need to be made, but do it in a way that's like softening the blow. So like, you don't want to necessarily just say like, this is me and this is who I am and you're going to have to deal with it and you're going to have to take it. Like, no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean that there are going to be rough days and I'm going to need a little bit of room to be able to handle that stuff. But Again, with some episodes that I've spoken about in the past, you still need to take responsibility for it. It's not an excuse to, you know, give up on your responsibilities. They still need to be handled. So, you know, it's good to have a back, backup plan, a backup plan. That's what I was starting to say. Backup plan, <laughs> some sort of a backup plan to, to pass the ball to someone you can trust to handle the situation for you, or maybe you'll art direct something or, or you know, still manage the situation that needs to happen so that you can, you know, move forward and, and, and still be able to get this done, you know, without, without your illness being a detriment to the final product. Um, but you know, you can still be honest with your client about what it is that you're going through. If it's something that's affecting you day to day, if it's something that's every once in a while, maybe you don't necessarily need to be open about it. Um, but if it's going to affect business, if it's something that is, like for me, my mood disorder is a big affecting thing for me. It's going to affect my productivity. It's going to affect uh, the amount of stuff that I get done when I get done uh, with stuff, my uh, ability to talk to people or communicate effectively or be cynical versus being a little bit more straightforward and cold versus being warm and pleasant. It's, it's going to affect that stuff. So I'm a little bit more honest about that up front that, you know, there are going to be days where I, I might not be able to talk on the phone or like I'm very 
I'm very strict about my phone calls. You know, I have uh, a Calendly account and people set up times to talk to me. So it gives me kind of time to, to kind of, uh, prepare anxiety wise, but also to, uh, to just create boundaries so that I'm not, you know, uh, uh being side bl- blindsided by, uh, what's random phone calls or anything that's going to potentially affect my mood. Um, so, you know, setting boundaries and letting people know about those boundaries is important for that sense, whether it's clients or bosses or things like that. And the same applies to close relationships, especially with a partner or spouse or someone that you're, you're working with every single day or being with every single single day. Um, it's important for you to respect their needs, but for them to respect you as well. And creating that mutual respect is being able to be honest about what it is that you're going through and, and talk about the thing, those things and almost say, and again, not in a way that's making an excuse for it, but being honest and saying like, I'm, I'm sorry, but this is not right now. I, I don't, I don't feel like myself. I need a little bit of room and this is not your fault. This is not anything that you've done, but I need to take time for myself and I need to, or I need to go do this or I need to go take medication or I need to whatever and work through it. Um, but again, it's about taking personal responsibility. It only works if it's laced in responsibility. If you're trying to use it as an excuse and, uh, uh for toxic or bad behavior, that's different. That is not the same thing. If you're using your mental health as an excuse for toxic behavior, that is absolutely not the same thing. And I do not encourage that or condone that in any kind of way. It's, it's about being able to speak to your partner in a way that is understanding, that is, that is educating them on the nuances and the little things that you understand about your mental health and being able to let them know what is actually going on. That it's, you know, it kind of allows them to understand that certain things are not to be taken personally. Certain behaviors are not to be taken personally. Um, and, and, you know, again, it's really hard when you have a mental illness, like you don't always see it. So it's, it's something that you educate yourself and your, your partner or your friends over time to be able to see, you know, what is going on and share what is going on. You know, whether that's something as like simple as I say simple, but you know, clinical depression or ADHD or something that's like more of a top level thing that a lot of people understand. Because again, even though I think there are public expectations or understandings of certain illnesses, especially those ones I just mentioned, like ADD and uh, depression or mania, uh, bipolar, things like that. There are often public misrepresentations of what those things are. So it's, it's especially important to educate your partner to make sure that they're not looking at you and operating uh, uh, their perceptions of you based on their societal understanding of what that thing is. So they're taking a little bit more time or you're able to educate them a little bit more on the actuality of what is going on in your life, in your brain, uh, instead of them making assumptions. You know, I've heard, I get really upset when somebody, you know, refers to someone who is difficult as bipolar. Like, oh, she's bipolar. You know, she's just crazy. And I'm like, I'm bipolar. This doesn't mean I'm crazy. <laughs> like, that's just generalized. And that's, that's wrong. And I, 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 I take offense to that. I do take offense to that. And I get upset. So I, I, you know, the way that I will handle that sort of situation is educate them and, or at least attempt to educate them. And if they seem to be ignorant and, and, you know, don't want to learn, then I'll find a way to exclude them from my life and, and remove that conversation. Um, 
Again, it's tricky because we can't necessarily hide from all of the things that are difficult in life, but the best things that we can do is try to continue to set boundaries so that our day-to-day lives are functionable. You know, if I was, I, I was in a previous situation where there was a lot of chaos in my environment and I had no room to be alone. I had no time to work through my problems. I had no one to vent to. I just was, I was stuck and I was dealing with a lot of external uh, unexpected noises. And, and, you know, right now the birds chirping in the background is driving me nuts subconsciously. Uh, so if my mood is shifting a little bit, that's because of that. Um, but I, I used to live with dogs and they were always barking all the time. And, and that was a constant stressor for me. It would be changing my moods constantly flipping from this to that. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, I would express that, but it wasn't taken seriously. So I had to leave the situation. And, um, you know, that's, that's an unfor- unfortunate. Sometimes you have to make those kinds of extreme changes to, to protect yourself, to protect your boundaries. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, as much as we want to be supportive of an environment or, uh, um, you know, to keep our jobs or to keep our relationships, we still have to consider that we are trying, we are people that are dealing with mental illnesses and we're trying to stay alive. It's not about just trying to maintain relationships and making sure other people are happy, but we're trying to stay alive. And and that's the thing that needs to be uh, a motivator for a lot of people, <laughs> for a lot of people who are dealing with mental illnesses, especially subtle ones, that we're trying to stay alive and we need to do what we can to do that. And, and you know, sometimes conveying that is, is, is hard to understand or it's difficult for a partner or family member or spouse. And it's not like you have to throw every single word out there or every single thing that's going on out there. But sometimes to instill the seriousness of the situation, you have to iterate that. I'm trying to stay alive here. You know, <laughs> the dishes are going to have to wait. I'm sorry. This is not... This is not a personal thing. This is not about like shirking my responsibilities. It's about I'm doing the best I can. And, you know, we're going to have to work together on this. And again, it's not about not about ignoring responsibilities or not uh, not about making excuses and not trying to make yourself better. But if you're really going through something serious, you know, you're going to need a partner, a family member, a boss, anyone that is surrounding you to be supportive and understanding and just like you would use questions or any kind of statements to kind of vet friends or kind of understand uh, um, you know vet clients and make sure that you're working with someone that that aligns with your core values we need to do that in other areas of our lives and uh, it's interesting that we feel locked into certain things you know we feel like because we're married or because we got a job or because we've got this or that, that we have to do everything, everything we can to stay within that. And I think absolutely we should try our best. But if, if that best is at the detriment of our mental health, which is at the detriment of our lives, of our ability to exist, then changes need to happen. And I want to give you the bravery and the strength to continue to make that change and to grow as a person. So being honest about that stuff to your partner, to your boss is not just about making sure that you can take a sick day without feeling guilty about it, but making sure that you're actually 
continuing to be in a situation that is fruitful and helpful and supportive for you as you continue to grow as a person who is dealing with mental health, mental illness and difficulties in your life as you continue to move forward. So uh, that's, that's about it for this topic. Uh, I know it's a little heavy in spots, but um, you know, setting boundaries is something that is consistent with what we talk about in this show. Uh, and, you know, educating people on the realities of what it is that you're dealing with will have them create a little bit more respect for you and who they are, who you are. And, or if they're not respecting it, uh, you know, that's going to give you other information that you can hopefully take with you to, to make, you know, the right life decisions to put you on the right path to feeling better about yourself and to feel like you're actually growing and changing and being an adult person that is managing your mental health and mental illness so that you can stay alive. So, um, with that, I appreciate you guys listening to the show. Please leave a like or review. Um, if you have any questions, comments, queries, you can hit me up personally at rival my design on all my social channels and, um, feel free to email me or voice message or anything, any way to get a hold of me. I'm happy to talk to you about any of these topics. And if you would like to be on the show, if you have an interesting story, whatever, please feel free to hit me up about that as well. So with that being said, I hope you guys find ways to educate each other, educate your loved ones, educate your parents, your family, your spouse, your loved one, even your kids, if they're older enough to understand it. Um, and you can create a sense of harmony for you and your environment and be able to, to grow and, and, and nurture yourself and who you are. So take care of yourselves and each other. I hope you guys have a good one. See ya. Hey everybody, thanks for watching and or listening. If you thought this was a dope show, but wait until next week because it's always going to get better. That's kind of the point, isn't it? <laughs> and if you would like, please go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts and please leave us a positive review. Or, you know, if you have a problem, let me know and I'll try to fix it too. Um, but if you're watching on YouTube as well, please hit the like button, subscribe, hit all the comments, all that good stuff. We appreciate the love. We appreciate you guys. And, um, you know, we're going to keep doing it for you and do the best we can. So thanks for listening. Go to howmynameischristian.com or dopamine.life. Check us out or cnote.media to learn how to make your own podcast and videos and go from there. So catch you guys later. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Baby, I'm a fiend, I'm a fiend. Oh, you know you got me going off your dopamine. All I really need, all I need for you to put me on to the recipe yeah. ooh, ooh, purple flowers candy showers in the air you who dance for hours as i watch from overhead it's a martin you got me going off your dopamine yeah it's a martin you got me going off your dopamine